and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Q&A session, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about this for a while. We had a post in the Facebook group. People have actually asked us to do this. So I think we have about, ooh, I don't know, 10 or so questions here. Um, all kinds of different things, but we're just going to dive in and uh, give you guys a little bit of backstory on the show, kind of just some of our bigger thoughts, and uh, just whatever you guys ask is is what we're going to answer. Yeah, now that's key. So I actually haven't really looked, like, I've perused, but I've not really, like, read every single question, so I kind of mm-hmm. didn't want to. I just wanted to be like, oh, wow, okay, let me think about that and, and then kind of go. Um, that's just how I like to do it. But, yeah, whatever questions you ask. That's what I was trying to generate there in the thread. People weren't catching on. Is ask the tough questions, guys. You know, it's true. It's a great. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do more of these as a, as if, if people want. So, uh, I said we do go ahead and dive right in here, Sir Ezra. Yeah, absolutely. So our first question here. Um, let's see. We've got. Oh man, um, Sir Robert, who is known as uh, our, our captain of the guard, Sir Sir uh, Sir Robert the Unfrozen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of people rightfully bash the show for excluding stuff, but what is one thing the show did different uh, than the books that you each liked? Ooh, that's good. So I think, uh, I mean, I'll let you go first, Razor, but I think just for preface, I think the best way to answer this would be to cut out anything from like season seven, season eight. That happens way after the book, since we don't necessarily know if that's going to show up. So I guess it'd be kind of season like one through four, some of five stuff where Mm -hmm. they're in. They take place in both, I think, would kind of be a cool way to answer this. Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah, I think it's yeah, that's that's probably fair. Um, Okay, so something that the you know people bash the show for excluding stuff. But one thing the show did different um, than the books that we like. Dang, that is tough out the gate. Gosh, I don't know. I think some of the just like the the one thing that the show does that, that I think is magical. We were just talking about this in the last episode is that like when, you know, you have faces, you have castles, you have keeps, you have all that kind of stuff. So that's fantastic to have the visuals, I think, which is r- really cool when you go back into the reread and you kind of you're able to see their interpretation of it and uh, what have you. I, I actually like the way they kind of the the relationship or the hinting i guess if you will of some relationship or more of an intimacy between cersei and and robert baratheon oh man you stole exactly what i was gonna say really yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) oh well yeah i mean that's so there's that i mean i think which which is you know done really well um well what you know even even today today's chat we were recording today's chapter and and uh we were talking about just the differences in uh, the way you you see like well this is this is, again this is something you said sir Matt that um, flashing right to Rob winning the battle um, be, you know capturing Jamie Lannister versus the oh gosh uh, the, the way in the books we kind of get this whole back and forth it's more of a struggle it makes Rob look more epic you know um, mm-hmm. another thing I guess is that in the books you kind of get more of a boyish Rob. Uh, and you get that because you you see it through Catelyn's eyes, and and I'm only thinking about Rob just because we just read that chapter. But he, I like that. Just just what I see in the show, 
I mean, he's he's a boss. I feel like he could take Jamie Lannister. Whereas when I was reading today, I was sort of like, ah, uh, he couldn't. <laughs> very, mm-hmm. very, very clearly that he could not. And it actually elevates, you know, Jamie Lannister to be this bigger player, which should be some type of foreshadowing for us in the books. I mean, what we're we're thinking Rob is this big deal, and he is a big deal, right? But um, a lot of even in the Catelyn chapter, just the capturing of Jamie was so, was so difficult, and it was such an elaborate sort of setup. He's such an important piece that uh, would kind of indicate to us that he's going to stick around for a while. But again, you mm-hmm. know, Gerg does things where it's sort of like uh, <laughs> you think that, but not necessarily because Rob also is winning battles and doing great things, and, and we would think, oh, cool, this is a major player here. He's one of the uh, you know from a younger generation. Um, heir to Winterfell, we're going to be following this guy for quite some time. <laughs> and it just uh, mm-hmm. ends up being a little bit a little bit different. One more thing, and hopefully I'm not stealing some more of your, your thoughts here, but um, another thing I liked is just the way... Uh, let's see, let's see that the books... But one thing that the show did different than the books that you liked... So, okay, The Hound. Um, I thought The Hound was... He's, he's just more likable. I mean, you can see his facial expressions... You can kind of, mm-hmm. there's a lot more that you can communicate as an actor there versus like his dialogue is really what we have in the books and you only have the descriptions of him. Whereas I thought in the show, I could tell that he had a kinder side. I could tell that he was, you know, a little bit soft towards Arya and that he was looking out for Sansa and, and, and things. And, you know, they even did a little bit of a, a situation at the beginning of, I think it was episode one, uh, when he's talking to Tyrion and just sort of the warnings that he gives. Actually in the book... Um, in in the book, they really do a good shift between the Hound when he's talking to Joffrey and the Hound when he's talking to Tyrion. So that is mm-hmm. kudos to the books out the gate. But then later on, it's just sort of nice when he's in front of Joffrey, he can't be as free with his with what he says, and he's he's got to play a role, play a part, put the facade back on. But we can see through that a little bit just in what we see in the TV show. So that's tough. That's a tough yeah. one. That's a tough question. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, one of the things I I love is they add so stuff they kind of added, right? The conversation that Cersei and Robert have in the show where they're talking about, you know, I loved you once, you know, and he's like, I know. And then they talk about, you know, it's just it's different. Um, There's a scene where Ned Stark is in the the throne room talking with Jamie and Jamie is saying, you know, like what they did to your your brother was was wrong. Yeah. And like he, he like he says that. And it's a great scene. And the thing I like about it is at that point going into it, you know, knowing the character that Jamie is going to become because the books are so much past it, immediately kind of shows, you know, Jamie actually does have a good side, which he, you know, kind of comes back to later. And I even though Ned Stark says, you know, is is that what you told yourself when you stabbed the Mad King in the back? Because he doesn't believe him. But I think that it kind of shows even right then and there, you know, Jamie as this kind of dynamic character. And so that's just again, it's some of the stuff that you get that isn't in the books, but it's it's just a quick way for them in the show to allude to stuff that they know is going to happen later in the books. Mm-hmm. So I again, that's that's something I think that the show did well, um, you know, certain, I mean, for the criticisms you could give it later in the season is they didn't know what was going to happen in the books, you know, possibly. So 
Uh, that may be some of the case there. So Ezra, you and I are actually just talking about that before we hit record. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you know, maybe that is kind of it. But I do think so, uh, there's the, the scene where it's, again, another season one scene where Joffrey is talking to Cersei and she's kind of putting a bandage on, bandage on his hand, telling him it'll, it'll scar. And he says, so everyone, you know, anybody that's not us is our enemy. And again, I just think it's I just think it's another cool um it's just another cool kind of line that they that they can use to add context to the to the show. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I was just thinking as you were speaking, uh, look at Bran, for example, when in the book and this is just a I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but he in in, in, in the books, he's very much almost like in love with with Mira. He's uh, he loves her and he's starting to kind of get those feelings. Uh, whereas in the show, I mean, it actually said we get his internal in the books, we get his internal thoughts and, and some of that internal uh, dialogue. But in the show, we don't get that as much. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a long stare, the way he follows her and tracks her around the room and stuff like that. It's it's not. Uh, so in that situation, I'd say, you know, maybe the books, it's, it's nice to have that insight and for us to kind of speculate and think, oh, wow, you know, he thinks this girl's cool. He likes her. He says he got something for her. Mm-hmm. So. It's a good question. That's why it's it's so <laughs> you got to really think about um, just the different you know medium in which we're we're presented the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, okay. Uh, any other any other thought? Any other uh, thoughts there? Uh, no, I I yeah, I'm 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 right there with you on on what I think. Uh, you know, the show did. So I think that that's that's a great question. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, sh- should we save my questions for the end? My one question? We'll save it for the end. We can save that for the end. A little, yeah. special, little special nugget. Stay tuned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to um, A Bannerman Has No Name here. So uh, for every hour of content we get, approximately how many hours of non-on-air time do you devote to an episode? For example, uh, do you think a 90-minute Episode requires 180 minutes of pre-recording, preparation, conversation, uh, and reading, or about 15 minutes, etc. Who? That is a great question. Um, I will take this one first. I think, and I think Sir Ezra would agree with me. It depends on what episode it is we're recording, what chapter it is. Um, you know, follow up Friday sometimes used to take us forever because we'd have to look up some of the stuff because we were getting questions from all over the place, which we love. We we love and we still want you guys to absolutely send us those. Yep. yep. Um, it's great. It challenges us. But the main show, you know, it's it's gone down in terms of. I, I think we I think we've streamlined it now that we we have. a Fortunately, we have a doc that you and I edit. And it's like set up in a very specific way. And so we can kind of just plug in info. Mm -hmm. But we were doing World of Ice and Fire and then the chapter. And then we were doing Fire and Blood. And Fire and Blood was just Fire and Blood, to be honest, it was hard. It was brutal. I was actually I I will go ahead and say I don't really enjoy that book. Um, I think it is really, really dry. And I was actually like every t- like every week I was kind of like, I just don't even want to do this. Like, so <laughs> yeah. I was I was struggling through fire and blood. I just did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So for me, I guess my kind of process is I read I listen to the chapter and then I go through and I highlight what I think is important. And then I go to the wiki and I'll kind of look at at stuff. So. 
there's definitely prep time involved. And then, you know, Sir Ezra and I will get on and we normally spend, I'd say, anywhere from 30 minutes to four hours sometimes just because <laughs> we've been friends for so long. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it isn't just here's the show. If we just got on, here's the show. That's all we're doing. I think you and I could do it in just about the amount of time it takes to record. Plus, get the doc ready. So I think, um, you know, you you listen, whatever, however long it takes to listen to the chapter. This past week, it was 20 minutes because it was a short chapter. Mm-hmm. Listen to the chapter, get the doc ready in about another 10 minutes or so, 10, 20 minutes. And then we sit down, record, and then it's then it's editing, which fortunately doesn't take super long. And then posting. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more to it because it's become so much bigger mm-hmm. that okay, we need to have a game plan going forward. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And so that is where time really starts eating up. Fortunately, and I think, again, I'll speak for Sir Ezra here. Mm-hmm. He and I literally live for that. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I, I mean, we love it. I mean, people are like, hey, I want to go out and hang out Friday night. I'm like, ah, I got to record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope, see you later. Right. That's too bad. It's like I just it's, – it's what I want to do. It is uh, – content creation is 100% – what I live and breathe for. It's all I want to do. It's all I think about as soon as I wake up. Come on. It's all I think about as soon as I go to bed. Yep. I just, it's just, it's content creation. <laughs> I'm always in that mode. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. I just want to get, I want to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I love it. And uh, one thing I will say is I actually think for me, I, I, I think this is, I'll say this is Game of Thrones is not my what I would consider my like my biggest fandom. Mm-hmm. Um I'm somebody where I tend to get kind of bored really easily. Like, I'll get really into something for like a couple weeks. Yep. Like right now I am so into Stranger Things. Yeah. Like I don't just get into it. I'm like I hyper analyze every single possible detail. I'm reading fan theories. I'm yep. looking at actors. I'm like, "What? Okay, the whole deal." Yeah. Yep listening to the soundtrack and then it'll kind of start to fade away. But for whatever reason, Game of Thrones is the one thing. I mean, besides like, you know, video games and like sports, some of the stuff that are like my staples. Game of Thrones is that one fandom where I'm just I'm always in. Yeah. And so I was like, I this I could do this. I could totally do a Game of Thrones one. Yeah. 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 I I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, it's it's um, it depends too, as you say, which chapter we're on. I mean, that's been a big thing. So. Uh, we, we, we try, we've been pushing ourselves to try to like focus on some minor characters, focus on some of the histories, find some more cool connections. And even this being a reread, I've had to remind myself that yes, we have people coming in who are, uh, have watched the show and then maybe they're reading the book for the first time and that's fine. Um, but we've categorized this as a reread. And so we, I, I always have to make people aware of that so people don't get mad that we kind of we, we will jump ahead to a storm of swords and we will you know jump ahead to a dance of dragons and kind of talk about wow this character uh actually has a thread that carries all the way through and it's pretty cool we got to keep an eye on that uh and we try not to go in like real nitty-gritty stuff and that's why we did follow up friday at first so we could kind of say hey if you just want to do the reread that's fine but if you want to jump around all over the place and really get after it we, we can do that too that one took i mean so someone had that like uh, that meme or whatever of the guy of uh, was it Colbert like rifling through papers and stuff. And yes, just like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> that that was Fall Out Friday. I would say for the um, for the chapter though, I since we've kind of 
since we're not doing fire and blood and we're just focusing on the chapter, I actually find myself looking more at the minor houses, looking at the location and stuff like that. And I, I need to even do a better job. I plan on doing, uh, being more prepared going into the chapter just with like names of rivers and, you know, uh, forest and stuff like that. So we can kind of look at those. And when do we come back through the, you know, um, this area where the whispering wood, uh, was, or, or, you know, is and, and stuff. It's, it's cool to see, uh, like later on, we actually do go back through there and Catelyn will walk through and see, uh, a lot of the devastation from the first battle. So that's before they get in there to the red wedding. So things like that, that I want to kind of tie in, uh, to the show. And a lot of times I'm thinking stuff, sir, Matt, and it's like, it's in the head, but I don't, I don't put it out there. I don't say it. Uh, and more and more, I've just been sort of like, just, just talk about it. Who cares? I'm just gonna, you know, um, say all those things and if and if uh we need to take our take take more time and, and elaborate on thoughts and ideas then that's fine that's what we'll do i i think that's that's uh, the whole point of a book club is to really tease a lot of stuff out and see how deep we can go the rabbit hole we just had this week uh was was a lot of fun and um i love when sir matt or one of our listeners or whoever takes us down a rabbit hole that's fantastic and that makes the episode that much better but as far as prep time yeah i listen to the episode um make make my notes go into the doc get kind of prepped um, and kind of go from there. And sometimes you'll, you'll even hear us. We stumble across something live on the show. And we're like, oh, let's let's track this down, uh, which is a lot of fun. And then just the editing afterwards and, and whatnot. Uh, it, it can be double the, the, the length of the episode, though, in prep and, and post-production. Yeah. It can be. So mm-hmm. that is no joke. Um, and it does just depend on the chapter. Like, for example, right. like the Danny chapters, I have to do much more work because I'm not as into them as you know, I'm saying I, I have to really dive in hard. So. Yes, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred I'm a hundred percent hundred percent with you on on that. So, yeah. but we love it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Stress and I literally oh, this is any this is all, this is literally we I this is what we love. Content uh-huh. creation is one hundred percent what we love to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. So. Uh, okay, uh, got one here from Maglum. If you could make a single fan theory into established canon, which theory would it be? <laughs> oh wow, that is a tough one. Um, oh man, only a single? Do we? Can we only pick one here? Gosh, yeah, we, we we each only get to pick one. Okay, I'm going for the home run. Okay, I'm going big. Is that all right, Sir Matt? Is that okay? You're I yep. Can, can I take a guess at what you're gonna say? Yes, take a guess. Go ahead. I think you're gonna say a Charadane <gasps> is Ned Stark. No, Charadane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I have it pulled up right here on the screen. I mean, N plus A equals J. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. would love that. I would love it. Um, I just want more House Dane. I just want. I want to know more about Ashara. I want to know what took place. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I that's that, that to me. If there's a way to do it, and I know a lot of people. When you look at the evidence, it's sort of like you kind of have to fill in the gaps on your own, and there's really not a lot of text to to, to support it. Uh, but that you can use logic to kind of get there and fill in some gaps and some blanks, and you're and you're there, uh, which is which is cool. But yeah, I guess if I had to pick one, I would just love for that to be the twist of all twists, you know, something just radical, you know, and 
it, a lot of people would say, well, it just doesn't make sense. It just, you know, what's the whole point with uh, Tower of Joy? Who was the child being protected? Uh, you know, was there some swap situation? I don't know. All this stuff. I mean, Danny still plays into that theory. There's there's something to be said with, with her birth being very close to the time of John's. So, yeah. That would be my one, just for fun. Okay. All right. So uh, take, a, take a stab at what you think I'm going to say. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, like one theory? I mean, I think yours would probably be that um, that Mance Raider is Rhaegar Targaryen or Sir Arthur Dane. Oh, yeah. See, those those are good. Those. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't what I was going to say. Uh-huh. Because, but I, 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 here's my thing. Yeah. So. Simply because he says a single fan theory into established canon. Oh, because you believe it's already canon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I do believe that. I do believe that <laughs> is 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 canon. But um, I'm going to go something a little more obscure. So unlike Star Wars, which Sir Ezra and I talk, you know, HBO, who has some sort of rights to 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 this universe, um, it's not like they're in a position where they can go back and and like delete things so Uh as you and i as you and you and i have talked about a lot the part of the a part of westeros that i love the most is duncan egg i listen to a knight of the seven kingdoms more far more than i listen to the main series just in terms of like for fun listening so i think i would love for it, you know, old man to be Lady Weber or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of Duncan Egg uh, tie in. Um, you know, we you had we had done the is Sir Duncan the tall cold hands theory on on Patreon, which I will say, by the way, I, not, not that I'm just trying to shamelessly plug Patreon. Yeah, that is easily one of the best theories we have ever ever yeah. done yeah i mean that fun. we got we got we that's one of the ones we got absolutely the most positive uh feedback on um but yeah something to do with sir duncan the tall because i just i just find it impossible to believe that he died at the tragedy of summer hall i just don't believe it i just you're, you're yeah until Griff yeah. says so i just find it impossible to believe because you know it's so different when and i've said this before when you think about the Duncan egg tales seem different. Gurr writes them differently than he writes the main series. The main series, anyone's up for grabs. I do not believe that Duncan egg are up for grabs. Right. Okay. I don't think we'll ever actually know how they die. Like even when he finishes the tales, I think he will write it very obscurely that Dunk could have got him and egg out. And then something happens and they just go off on an adventure together or something as old men. I just, uh, so anything yeah. to kind of do with Sir Duncan the Tall, I'm 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 in. I like that. Yeah, I mean that's we people have <laughs> we've been pushing that book like crazy, and I love that people have gone back and and well listened. You know, yeah. And I'll tell you this: if like let's say you were soured by season eight, mm-hmm. I think I think I think it's fair to say a lot of people were. Go read A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Actually, better yet, go get the audiobook to A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, and everyone that has got it has come back to us and said, you guys are right. This is amazing. And I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it gets you fired back up again and, and makes you think about the day to day life of some of these hedge nights mm-hmm. and, 
and, mm-hmm. and things. It's it's cool, and it's during the Targaryen reign, which is which is neat, mm-hmm. right at the tail end. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. How? Uh. From Sandy. Uh. Ber- uh from Beersford. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um. Lady Sandy. How did you gain all of your germ knowledge? Sir Ezra. Yeah, I'll take this one first. So, um, I, years ago, I sat down with George, and um, I just said, uh, <laughs> "I said, George, I love this series so much. Can you tell me the ending?" And uh, he said, um, "Yeah, I will in in time, in time, years, years from mm-hmm. now, I will tell you the ending." So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no, we just, I mean, so I started reading the series. I think I said this, and I, uh, gosh, I'm getting kind of foggy. Like, like I knew the HBO was coming out, so. Like the like the TV show Game of Thrones on on HBO, uh, it was my buddy uh, Han, back when we were at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, he he said, "Hey, this is coming out. It's pretty good." And uh, he he had illegally downloaded, uh, I think, or I don't know, like I think it maybe it had came out, and it was just beforehand, or I can't remember exactly how that happened, but um, I had seen the very first like little scene of, uh, gosh, like the White Walkers. I had to leave, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What was that?" And then I kind of got into. I had a choice to make. Um, yeah, I had a choice between uh, a Wheel of Time and Game of Thrones, and I knew it was really the show that pushed me just to say, "Okay, I'm going to read at least the first book and kind of go from there." And I remember just plowing through, reading the whole thing, and then going back and you know taking the illegally downloaded copy of uh, <laughs> the season one and just. <laughs> And, and, and watching it and falling in love with it. So it was right around, just before, right around the same time that the that the show came out. And, uh, yeah, I then read A Wheel of Time, and then I came back and read, um, read the series again. And then it was, uh, gosh, what was it, a couple, what year was that, when you and I sat down and just started digging into theories and stuff? Because... Something- uh, it would it would have been, I can tell you, probably around 2015. I was gonna say fourteen or fifteen, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I know, I know that you had some events going on uh, in in your yeah, life. 20, it was, it was, it was that, it was that year. So yeah, so twenty fourteen. No, I don't, don't want to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what. Uh, on on that note, just before um, that, when I was reading that series, I used to come home and I would kind of. I'd be so pumped and so jacked about the series, and I'd talk about the slow creep of magic back into the world. I would talk to my mother about that, and I don't know if I ever told you that, dude. She like I would kind of share some of what was happening in the story. She didn't read it. Yeah. She didn't know what was going on, but she would make guesses or you know. Right. Or she'd... so now that I kind of now yeah. that I kind of I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I kind of made some yeah. weird allusion to something. Do you? I mean, oh yeah, no, people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so in yeah, in 2014, uh, my my mother passed away. And yeah. um, so, was, oh, man, we had Sir Matt. I mean, we lived in the gym. I mean, we, we did. We did. We did, man. We did. We we had well, like. So I so I, so I specifically remember I was I was over, you know, because we were hanging out at your house a lot. Because uh, yeah. Sir Ezra and I actually our parents. We grew up. We went to high school together. Yeah. And um, our, uh, you know, we only live like five minute, five minute drive from each other. Right. And so, you know, I remember I had moved back. I had gone back to school and uh yeah, you know, it was when your when your mom was six, so we, were, we were just hanging out and we hung out at the house a lot. And I remember right. uh it was like the, the dead of winter. It's literally like the dead of winter and yeah. you know, you we you and I were like, "All right, we got to get back into the gym here right. and uh just kind of making that commitment." And you had moved back. 
uh-huh. to our tiny little town. You were living in like Columbus and right. you moved back to help, you know, help out with your mom. Yep. And uh, we were in your garage where we had like installed a punching bag. <laughs> yes. And we we're just kind of like hanging out in the garage, and because you know you had you had a lot of family over for a lot of, of all the time, and yeah. so we were like, all right, let's go. Ahead, let's just go chill out in the garage. Right. And we had like we had laptops out on like terrible Wi-Fi. Yep. And we had just started watch. So, um, so like you kind of you got me into Game of Thrones because I remember somebody at one point had told had told me about it. Yeah. And we've shared kind of this story before. At least, I, at least I have. Um, where you're like, hey, dude, you got to watch this. So you had, see, I think, season one on DVD. Yeah. And this was around the time. I mean, it's now that we've given the year, people would be. Like, I think it was season three had like just come out, or was about to come out, or something. Sure. I think it was around season three. Yeah. Maybe going into season four. But um, I know I, I blitzed through uh, season one on DVD. I know I like torrented season two po- <laughs> yeah. possibly possibly season three and yep. maybe that was the year season four came out but um we were like in your garage in like the dead of winter and we were just kind of like we were talking about game of thrones we're like man this show is awesome and i had just kind of started the first audiobook around then but it's like we've told this r plus l equals j story how we came about it and only to realize that it was like you yeah. know it was the biggest theory there was. Yeah. We were just like, dude, something just doesn't add up. So right. like we like were blitzing through the wiki on a lot of these theories, like reading about stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was acquiring a lot of book knowledge. Yeah. Having only been a show watcher, I've been like, okay, like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And that, you know, we've we've told that R plus L equals J story yeah. where where it's like this doesn't add up. And we start we are like literally like, you know, the oh. crazy people with like strings, you know, all over oh the place. My gosh, and we're yeah. like, and you and I were just like, this, none of this adds up. And yeah. we're just like, you know, how did Rhaegar Targaryen, how did this war start in this yeah. year? How did Ned like what would have happened? And then I was like, hold on a second, man. Yep. I think something let me let me run this by you. Yeah. And I know I was like sitting down in a chair on a laptop in the dead of winter. We had like space heaters out there. Yep. That's where we, we were just like hanging out, like hitting the punching bag and stuff. Like we were really trying to like, you know, we were big boys trying to trying to slim down oh, man, at the gym. Yeah. And so we the were training like working begun, out. Yeah. We were like working out twenty four seven. Yeah. Um and then I was like, hold on a second. I was like, how is it that Ned Stark, who's like the most honorable person ever, I just don't believe that he would like have an affair. Yep. And I was like, I think he lied. And then you're yeah. like, oh my God. And you know, we, we yeah. told that story like a hundred <laughs> times. But yeah, that was about that time. I think it was right around uh, you know, when your mom was mom was sick was when yeah. is when we were like you and I both kind of got into that's when we both really started diving into the wiki. Yeah. Yeah. I'll this is this will be a fun little a fun little uh, story here too. So I remember when we first did like we did our, like our first or second reaction. Uh, we did mm-hmm. like a reaction to which they're still out there. They're so great. They are. Um, you can find them actually. Don't, uh, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll post a nugget. link at some point. I think yeah. I like them to be kind of a little, little hidden gem if you want to find it. Um, yeah. But I mean, dude, I, I was blown. I was like, oh my god! I, like I uh, like an hour after we had posted it, I was like, dude, five hundred. 500 hits man like i was like losing my mind oh we were losing our mind yeah we were losing our mind <laughs> that was so cool but and it just kept we just got so fired up and it was nice for me because i i could actually i had somebody who was into it who who could who we could you know i could uh, go back and forth on theories because i love theorizing and i like to kind of 
speculate and think ahead and make predictions and see if I'm right and uh, challenge myself in that way. So it's it's cool because we have that in common. And uh, yeah, that's where it all kind of started. And then and then since then, um, to answer Lady Sandy's question, it's like I think the just rereading, rereading, mm-hmm. looking up theories, um, looking up stuff on the wiki. Uh, using every resource we have. I mean, yeah, I have. I myself have. I've read the books or audio book them. I should say because I, I. So I have done a Night of the Seven Kingdoms at least like, I mean, start to finish like six times. Yeah, I've done the main series at least twice, and then you know this is so this is kind of like my third time every week. But then I'll also just go listen to a chapter. You know, a lot of wiki reading. Um, and I've seen the show twice. I've done two viewings of the show. One being like every year when it comes out, and then mm-hmm. um, a rewatch. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, so just kind of a mixed bag. I mean, like the, like the best thing you can do, I think, when I'm going through, I've now that I'm doing this, I, I've made a doc of of some of my favorite things to remember because I'm like, okay, don't forget what's happening down in Old Town, and don't forget you know, that this house is allied with this house. And like, I've always tried to keep an eye on those people who are around Cersei and what are they, what's all their scheme? What are they up to down there in King's Landing and stuff like that. So I try to keep that in your mind or I have a doc where I go back and like, okay, where here's the checklist, which by the way, um, all of my squires get access to my checklist. <laughs> right. So things yeah. to keep in mind. So uh, a lot, lot of vulnerable stuff there that Sir Ezra's got just kind of stashed away. But I don't know. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's just from all over the place, and that's mm-hmm. the, the reread does that. It, it causes you to go back, and it's causing us to go at a slower, mm-hmm. you know, more um, a slower pace. But we're being going mm-hmm. through with a, a fine, you know, uh, finer comb. And also, know. I would say Follow Up Friday really helped because it people, you know, hey, what do you think about this? So sometimes it'd be like, you know, I'll say like the area where I kind of struggle is like Dance with Dragons. Yeah. Like the chapters just get so big and. Um, I'm just like, oh, these get kind of overwhelming. And so, like, this so is like when it comes to questions on, like, hey, what's Victorian Greyjoy doing and Balon Greyjoy? And I'm like, uh, I have to go look it up. Yeah. Cause, oh, dude, you're not alone in that. I mean, like, the, the whole stuff in, like, everything in Marine and what's happening there, uh, is, mm-hmm. is a lot. I mean, George has kind of gone on to just, like, that's, he's doing some major, like, world bu- culture building bringing out a lot uh there in slavers bay and really trying to show us what that world is like through danny and it's a lot i mean um there's i actually have a lot to talk about when, when, when we come to that uh when you look at some of the point of view chapters that are there uh it's real it's very interesting a couple of the mm-hmm. uh the, the people who, who crop up there who come to meet with danny and stuff but I'll, we'll get into that another time but yeah yeah it's it's um yeah, that, that's a, that's an intense. He did he yeah. did he did he did some major shifts. I mean, bringing in young Griff and the stuff that goes on in Slavers Bay. There, there's some stuff that happens that people are like, "What the? I mean, what the heck?" Like, like he's he's not just continuing on with the same old characters. More characters are showing up every single day, every single chapter. It's fantastic, and that's why I've always said, "I'm like, this is so vast. There is so much here." And a lot of them just fall to the wayside or whatever, which is fine. Um, but some of them have a purpose, and he brings them in for uh, a reason. So the Great Pyramid and the, and, and the Temple of the Graces and stuff, all that all that stuff over in Marine is, is huge. And mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to um, to go take a look at that and just follow Danny and really look at what's happening to her there and how she's being uh, 
you know, her, her character is being molded. It's it's fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, from uh, Sir Josh here. What is your favorite show only storyline? Mine is Hard Home. And what were you most disappointed didn't make the show minus Hall. Mine is probably the Greyjoy Expedition. Um, what is my favorite show only storyline? Well, hmm. I want to include a lot of stuff that happens after season, you know, seasons, what, uh, like six, seven, and eight, but I, I kind of won't. I kind of won't. So, Hard Home is actually probably pretty sick. It's an amazing episode. I do think it's actually going to happen in the books. It's just John's not going to be there for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that because, you know, Tormund and Val are kind of going to go do that. So we may get it from their perspective. Uh, so, but Hard Home is epic. It's it's actually it's the only time in the show we see John actually fight. Well, it's not the only time, but it's like it's the closest thing we get to him actually fighting the Night King. Hard Home is really good. It's 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 super super cool. So yeah yeah e, uh yeah I'm, okay. I I think I, I think I I think I would probably agree for show only storyline because I yeah. I can't really think of a lot of show only a lot of a lot of. Sh- Storylines that really only happen in the show that don't at all happen in the books. Well, okay, I got I got one for you because I've uh, <laughs> speaking. I've been I've been secretly working on like a Daenerys reread, so that's been fun. I've uh, <laughs> remember when I did the Bran uh, mm-hmm. reread, so I've been trying to go back through Danny stuff. I'm trying to challenge myself. I'm not really into Danny, so I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta keep track of all this and remember what's happening there. But um, let's see. Um, oh my gosh, I just oh oh oh, Miss Sandy. Um, Masandi, you know, yeah, she, <laughs> Misande, Misande. <laughs> um, she actually in, uh, I don't think she has a romance with, with Grey Worm in the books. And so I like that she does. I mm-hmm. like, I love that. I mean, I love, um, those two. I love Grey Worm and, and, and Masandi. I love their, their acting and the, the little relationship and stuff. I mean, I don't remember. She's described as I think she's a lot either younger or she's a lot like she's described as like a small girl. Like she's um, I don't know exactly, but she just doesn't have it, like that relationship doesn't seem to be happening in the books mm-hmm. with Grey Worm unless I'm missing something. But oh. uh, like I don't think that was happening. So anyways, I love that they have a relationship mm-hmm. and it's I think it's really, um, you know, kind of cool unless I'm wrong. Am okay. I, yeah. No, 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 you're right. I've got one then. Okay. So sure. I think something that something that does happen into the it's it happens but it's different characters. So in the show, I actually really love the Tywin Arya relationship. You know, in the books it's it's Roose Bolton, she's not yeah. Tywin's cupbearer. Cut I actually think that's really cool. I I yeah. just I don't know what it is. I I just I just like it. Yeah, I do, I, yeah, uh, I, that's a good point. I I I liked seeing him there as well too. It just yeah. um so, uh, all right, yeah. what are you most disappointed didn't make the show? I mean, Sir Ezra, that's, that's so easy for you. What, Lady Stoneheart or? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Lady Stoneheart, then I want to hear yours, and I might have a number two. What's what's yours? Um, Something from the show that didn't there. I think Young Griff. Okay, I was, uh, was going to say that too, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Young Griff, John Connington angle, because I'm the more I think about it, the more I think John Connington's going to be I think that he could be that guy who 
I think that, you know, in in the sh- in the books, he's the one who gets grayscale, not Jorah Mormont. So mm-hmm. if John Connington somehow makes it over to the Citadel and Sam is removing grayscale from him, that drastically cha- would change everything. Yeah. Yeah, for which sure. is what, which is that's kind of this this whole John Connington bit is kind of what my my big kick right now. It's kind of the the rabbit hole I'm starting to dive into. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, I think I think that it's it could be super super cool. Um, and and you know, but that, that's a lot. You have to introduce him. You have to introduce young Griff. I mean, that, I think that would have been really difficult to to do in in the show. Yeah, sure. You know, another character who's intriguing to me. Um, in the books that I haven't, um, you know, we don't know a whole lot about, but we're learning more and more about, um, is Ariana Martel and, um, just some of her, you know, we really get a lot of that in, in a feast for crows, her story, uh, and in, in somewhat in a, in a dance of dragons. And then apparently in winds of winter, she's going to be a really big deal. So I'm just sort of like, okay, that's a character. That's that whole, you know, Dorn storyline that's kind of missing, mm-hmm. um, that they either, they left or just went away from, or I don't know what happened, but I feel like Dorn is just kind of left out of this whole equation of uh, the whole, uh, uh, like out of the show other than yeah, Prince Oberyn and the Sand Snakes. I mean, there's the actual Royal family. There's actual, you know, um, Ariana and Quentin and, and what have you. There's, there's a lot more there. So I, I think mm-hmm. been kind of cool to see more from Dorn. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, from, uh, lady, uh, Tamron, how do you, the two of you find time to breathe with all of the podcasts you run? But seriously, tell me, I want to be that proactive. Oh, wow. That's a, so I think that, well, you find the time is ultimately what it comes down to mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, it's, it's a priority for, for me, certainly. Um, I mean, you just, yeah, I just, you make, I make the time is, is all it comes down to. Like, as I said earlier, content creation is what I love to do. I mean, I've, I've been on and off doing content creation. I mean, even, I, even when I was a kid, I was all about like, I, you know, I've done, I've been in plays, I was in bands. Um, you know, Sir Ezra and I did a Star Wars like senior skit together. We, I started, I started actually podcasting in like 2011 with my, I ran a video game podcast called box trick, which I then kind of dropped, you know, sir Ezra and I did, I remember at one point I was writing, um, sketch comedy stuff that I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on YouTube. And we, we recorded some episodes. I have them somewhere. I have to, I have to find them. I don't, I, they're on some old hard drive. somewhere. they're buried. But they're buried. They're, yeah. they're buried. They may actually be like gone. I mean, they may, that all may be lost footage, but then, you know, you and I were in a band together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's not get into that. Uh, and so, um, you know, and then we did, oh man, and then we did super gains bros. You can go check that out on YouTube. Um, uh, you'll have, have a laugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. but it was great. It was fun. And, you know, then we did, we started doing kind of, we talked about this before we did, let's look it up, which turned into second breakfast, which turned into bend the knee. And so it's just what we absolutely love to do. It is, it is what I want to do, you know, full time. It's what I'm, what I'm, what I'm working on. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's like right now it's like, Hey, it's, uh, you know, like I have a friend who's at a party and I'm like, I can't, I got to work because I consider it work is is, yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I want to do. And I, I love it. Like, I love posting. I love editing. I love, 
you know, coming up with cool ideas. I, it's just what I absolutely love to do. So, I mean, everybody has that kind of hobby and I, you know, I think that that's great. And that's just what you gotta, the only thing stopping you from achieving your dreams is you. Yeah. So I want to be a full-time social media content creator. It's just what I want to do. And ain't nothing going to step in my fucking way. Okay. Freight train. All right. This is what no this, is the, this is. No yeah, no, this is the kind of conversations that Cerezo and I have before we before we post. Like, <laughs> you should, I mean, during the season, we were like when I mean, we were like appearing at the top of iTunes. Like we got quoted the New York Times. Like it was crazy. Was and we crazy. were like we were pumping each other like big time. Let's get, you Let's know. <laughs> Well, it's it's like the little book club that could, you know what I mean? It's right. like absolutely, and, yeah, and and I'll say this, like, and I mean this from like in all sincerity, is I would not be able to do what I do on my own. Like I, you know, oh yeah, sir, yeah. I mean, it is the right back I at you, yeah. The the single best thing about you know, all of these podcasts and stuff that I run is that Ezra and I work very, 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 very well in tandem. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really, really, really difficult to find uh, somebody that you can work with so well. Uh, right. You know, hey, I look at sports, you know, look at those dynamic duos, you know. Yeah. Pippen, I mean, Pippen and Jordan. Okay. Right. You know? Yeah. Pippen and Jordan, baby. Uh, stop, uh, you know, hey, I mean, you know, Malone, <laughs> you know, Malone and Stockton. Okay. Oh, Sometimes you just get those two guys and it works. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, having, having done other projects with other people that didn't work, Whew. I mean, it's not, it's not just, it's, you know, um, it's not just like, oh, hey, it's not just, oh, hey, we, we work well together like and we it's okay i mean we work really well together i mean yeah. i think i think i could speak for both of us in that like the way a lot of ideas come in is i'm generally kind of more of the creative person mm-hmm. yep. um i'm like i just i've always been that way like a here's a big idea yep. and i can't make that big idea happen on my own i just yep. can't yeah and so i go to ez and i'm like Here's my idea. And Ez is really like good at being systematic, really good at being like, all right, how are we going to make this happen? And like, okay, let's chop this down. Let's, you know, move this piece yeah. here. And then on the flip side, you know, as as sometimes comes to me, he's like, dude, I got this idea, but I don't know what to call it. Or I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I need, I need that kind of creative that flair yeah. mindset to it. And I just, just fire out slogans left and right. Left and so, right, man. And, left. Yeah. <laughs> and so it all, and so it all, and it just, it works really well so that's yeah. that's at least my take on it no man i'm actually with you like it it, it is kind of rare to it, that's why i said earlier like it, it was so cool when we both got into game of thrones i'm like i'm like hell yeah like matt knows this shit and he he loves it and we're talking about it and we're theorizing and so it just has grown from there and it just became kind of you know natural so that's why it's fun i mean even when we're not talking about like um I don't know. We just, we, just have, we just have good conversations. I, I love to we love to pump each other up. We want to motivate you guys. We want you to get fired up mm-hmm. about the series and you know in life and, and everything. Just you know, it's I don't know. It's uh, we love having a good time. We we love to be positive and mm-hmm. just make make that that positive impact on on people. So hopefully absolutely. we're doing that. If not, then uh, you know we'll get our well, shit together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, great. Uh, from Lady Irene here. Are there any book theories that sounded absolutely crazy at first, but after you thought about it, it might actually have some ground to stand on? If so, why? And then a comment from Lord Adam Parker, like the Roose Bolton is a vampire one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, yeah, that one took me took me off guard a little bit. Um, I, st- I still laugh when I hear it, but it's like, okay, I mean, I there's think nothing there's a lot to really, of validity to that one. Yeah, nothing to to dispute it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, I'd say the Varus is a merman one. Really? Yeah, I think that one is pretty crazy. I and like, but then you start thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I mean. The Roose Bolton one, I think there's far more validity to the Roose Bolton one, at least being some kind of a more, you know, there's something behind it, uh, just because you talk about the faceless men. I mean, like the idea of taking people's skin and using it for some kind of power makes a lot of sense. But the the Varus is a merman one. And basically it all comes down to like, OK, hold on a second here. Like Varus has all these ties in um, Essos and somehow he can, you know. Like, is it really that he just has spies or is it that he himself is able to go back and forth between Essos really quick? Sure. And so there's there. So when you kind of start to think about it, there's I think there's a little bit of validity to it. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think that it's ever going to come to pass, but I think yeah, I could see the argument. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. It's well, anything with Varys. I, I it's funny, too, with, with book theories and just theories in general, like after watching season eight, you start to think like these big crazy things are going to happen we build it up so much in our mind that we're like dang i mean that's he's just a normal dude like what you know it's like that can't be right come on there's no way um so i love to kind of play it up in my mind and, and try to think of that, that's our, our, our favorite thing with ravens uh is that you send us something crazy uh we will do our darndest to try to turn it into make it either it does work and you've got it all laid out for us and it's something brand new and we're like dang that's awesome um or if there's some some tweaking to do we will I love to try and, and make it fit, make it work. So, yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, I think for me, so I've always been hung up on on Quaith, and I've always kind of believed that she has a big uh, you know part to play. And um, I, I've always liked the idea that she's somehow either a Targaryen or uh, maybe is a Targaryen who went uh, over to a Shai or something. Who knows? Like Shiara um, Seastar. Yeah, yeah, it could be something like that, or even that she is Danny in the future. Who freaking knows? You know, I, I, she's definitely invested in. She she has Danny's best interest, uh, seemingly at, at at heart. I guess. I mean, maybe all this is all leading her down some path of destruction, but it seems like that right now. So yeah, that's sort of why I was shocked. I didn't. We didn't get more of Quaith. Like, is she setting her up for failure? Is she helping turn her into the Mad Queen, or is she trying to prevent that? You know, uh, those are things I've been trying to think about with um, with with Quaith. You know, another thing, Sir Matt, when um, when when George released uh, Fire and Blood and we got some more little tiny stories and little nuggets about. Um, oh, gosh, what was her name? Uh, Farman. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, who who traveled across, you know, got the what was it? The Sun Chaser and went, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and, and yeah. Yeah, so you start to think, okay, um, did she have descendants? Did she learn how to preserve her life? Is she some? Why does this character emerge? And she's one of these, you know, individuals who goes and probably gets to a Shai and does what? We don't know. Learns from the Shadowbinders. Learns what does she learn? Uh, it's just kind of cool little nuggets that he adds in there to, to keep us kind of pondering about that stuff. So that would be one for me. Anything revol- you know, involving Quaith, I, I like to think about and. And I like to think it's real. I like to think that it's, uh, but there's so mm-hmm. many theories with her that it's like, you kind of have to settle on one. And I haven't been able to settle on, on one that I really, uh, like more than the other. Cause they're, 
all pretty mm-hmm. good. So yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see what is next. Do you guys ever write any content of your own fan fiction slash original content? Um, I, I mean, not any like game of Thrones, star Wars content. Like I said earlier, back in the day, I was kind of writing sketch comedy that we were going to do on YouTube. Yeah. I still have a ton of that stuff written. Um, uh, just a teaser sir ezra and i also have some other projects coming soon that may involve some original kind of content in a similar format to that True. but sir i don't write any fan fiction nothing nothing kind of nothing kind of like that yeah no i i enjoy um reading some of that and we actually used to do uh we, we did a what was that called interpretive fan fiction interpretive fan fiction yeah they're actually on this feed you just have to kind of go back to the second breakfast feed we did it we did a couple episodes i would love to do bigger productions of that um at at, at some point mm-hmm. but uh yeah i we did we just we would need some people with we would need some more people is ultimately what it comes down to some people well, would be willing to kind of do it on that note, so um, in, in response to Sir James here, we have another uh, Sir, Sir James who's working on a project for us, and we've actually thought about ways in which on our website, on our blog, that may be coming, uh, having people contribute in writing articles and theories and um, maybe even uh, a tab for fan fiction and stuff like that. And, you know, it's all under it, – so it's just something I, we, we've been thinking about toss, tossing around uh, we've got room for that in Discord, even making it own or you know a channel dedicated to it, just a miniature mm-hmm. story, if you will, or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be kind of cool. I think it's it's cool. Yeah. I have not done any of my own um, writing in that regard, although I would like to. Uh, I've, I've been working on a couple of different you know theories and, and pieces for Star Wars. I've actually always wanted to write on StarWars.com, like no joke. Mm-hmm. So that's something I've been actually been talking to. Like, I mean, I think I, I'll say this, yeah. though. I like I'm not opposed to, to fan fiction. I think fan fiction. I think it's pretty cool. I'm not myself like I like um, I'm not really into the fan fiction where people introduce original characters or like crossover fan fiction. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, fanfiction.net is I mean, some of those like because, you know, when you and I were looking for ones to do that might be funny. Um like we were doing like interpretive fan fiction. So we were reading it as if it were a play and we had like, you know, we were kind of going back and forth and, and doing character voices and stuff. Um, you know, some of those are like, I mean, books long that people have been working on for like a decade. Like yes. it's crazy. Yes. The stuff that, that people are doing. And so that level of dedication, I think, you know, is, is it's impressive. So, yes. Yeah, that's it's, it's intense. So I, actually, we I'm sure there are people in our group who have done fanfic, and um, you know, if you have stuff you want, it's you gotta be kind of vulnerable when you put it out there. And some of it's not mm-hmm. all the way edited and stuff like that. You know, we've not sent all of our stuff through editors and what have you, and it's just for fun, you know. So um, something we might consider doing more of or reading some stuff just for fun. I mean, even little yeah. snippets or a scene, you know, one fictional mm-hmm. scene that would be kind of kind of kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, what are, uh, this is from uh, Lady Mary here, what are your number one favorite book and show moments? Woo! Wow. I'll, I, I'll, I can go, I can go first on this. Okay. Um, my number one favorite, so I kind of have two number one favorite show moments, because I have one that is funny, and another one that is serious. So my na- my favorite number one funny moment is Arya and the Hound uh, at the end of the crossroads. 
like the I'll you know if what I'll, I'll have to eat every chicken in this you know place. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I love it is hilarious it is easily the funniest part of Game of Thrones I love that scene so much it's just it's so good in terms of kind of like epic scenes I think Jon Snow King in the North like because you get the brand's vision of him at the Tower of Joy, and then you see the baby, and then it zooms out from John's eye, and then he gets crowned king in the north, and it's just, it's epic. Yeah. So those those are kind of my, and then I really love, you know, Theon's death at the, the Night King, like when it's playing the theme is, is good. Sh- uh, book moments? Right. Because a, a lot of it's a lot of it's similar. So something that maybe is a little bit better in the book, books um i know i gotta i gotta i gotta kind of think about that i think yeah. that well i don't know oh, you have to come back to me on that yeah, that's right yeah here oh, i gotta think yeah. about, i gotta think about that so my i was just trying to hunt it down here real quick i know i won't be able to um let's see you know let's turn here we go this might be it yeah i found the chapter okay so I was looking for like my favorite moment, and you probably know what it is, uh, Sir Matt. Some of uh, you. I know, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> Let's see. Um, wow, it's probably like Eddard Chapter Nine, A Game of Thrones. Yeah, something. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like exactly. Eddard, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, is that the or, chapter? No, it's Eddard Chapter Nine. I think it's Eddard like Eleven. Eddard yeah, Eleven. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's it see. is way better in the book than it is in the show. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so, um, you know, it, it's uh, guys. It is literally it's it's when Eddard Stark charges Beric Dondarrion with enacting the king's justice. I mean, it is just so badass. Um, I uh, it's 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 unreal. So, in the name of uh, in the name of Robert of House Baratheon, the first of his name, King of the Andals and the Roinar, and the first men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm, uh, by the word of Eddard of House Stark, his hand, I charge you to ride to the Westlands with all haste, to cross the Red Fork of the Trident under the King's flag, and there bring the King's justice to the false knight, Gregor Clegane. Oh, Jesus. I mean, like he's he like it's it's like his big you know thing, and then it sends Barrack on this you know insane uh, uh, mission and quest, and it's like this last like the one good uh, last order that came down from that throne, and it's like okay, uh, so it's done well in the book and it's done well in the show, so better in the book I think, mm-hmm. but okay, is is it also your favorite moment in the show? Yeah, show and book. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, okay. Okay. So yeah. I guess I guess for book, I'm gonna have to go back to Night of the Seven Kingdoms because that's really it's my favorite books. Okay. So and it's 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 canon. It's not like so in Night of the Seven Kingdoms, there is every book. There's an epic fight that happens at the end of at the at the end of every of every book where Sir Duncan the Tall, you know, has to have some sick battle against against somebody, but. I think kind of his best one is in A Sworn Sword where he shows up and, you know, Lady Rowan Weber is standing across like the field and she's got like an army and Dunk's got like him, just him. Right. And yeah. basically he just calls old Lucas Longinch out. Yeah. And is like, hey, let's do this. So they like they're fighting in the river 
and it's just really cool the way it's the way it's described and like there's the part where like sir duncan the tall like takes his takes his sword and just stabs him he's like oh there it is he's talking about like he's fighting and he, he's because he's got like the other guy's got like a big um halberd right yeah okay yeah and yeah, yeah. you know sir duncan the tall is so tall so is lucas Longinch, but they're fighting on horses and so um it's just described so well he's like uh the action in that where He's like, you know, he kicks thunder and he just stabs the guy in the like armpit. Yep. yep. And he's like, and he's like, he's like going down into the water and he like Duncan's in pain because he's like been slashed and he's just talking about how he's just twisting and turning. Ah, and it's yeah. like, oh, it is so brutal. But it's just, it's just the scene is like so exhilarating. Yeah. That it's just, it's great. Well, yeah. And then you've got uh, Egg over there. Get him, sir. Get him. Get him, sir. Get him. I know. It's so, it's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a good one. I like that. That's good. Um, all right. So yeah, I think we got like a uh, last last big one here. Yeah, uh, last. Uh, what? Well, uh, we oh, couple, we got two. Uh, we got a couple more because I've got, got yeah, my yeah, big yeah, we got question. two or three more. Yeah. Um, from Lady Sarah Conley. Uh, she. I. It's been a while since we've heard from her, but she has been yeah. doing a lot of on her Instagram. She's been going through the world of Ice and Fire or the uh, Feast of Ice and Fire. She said, in the latest episode, you discussed the cookbook. What are you guys planning for that? I have had tremendous success with the beef and bacon pie, roasted duck with lemons, uh, almond crusted trout. I use chicken. Um, she just said, what are we what are we talking about? So we've done a couple. Serge and I have done a couple of them. We kind of posted some pictures. But I actually, this is something we're kind of planning. Uh, we tease it a little bit in the main episode. Um, something we kind of have coming with what we're calling season two um, and something where you guys can kind of help out with that. Uh, just stay tuned for more later. I really kind of want to do like almost like a cooking show. Yeah. Where I go through like, hey, like you know, a lot of these recipes and do it almost kind of like a like a cooking show, like and post some get some YouTube content like Sarah and I have both uh, bought some cameras and, um, you know, we're focusing on bigger better is what we're focusing on and so it's just something i i kind of want to do so i'd really would love to do kind of like a cooking kind of episode you know every every mm -hmm. now and then and just do something straight from the book and kind of show that book and kind of show um how i did it and how i made it because i love to cook and yeah. so that's kind of that's kind of what i'm thinking about doing nice i like that yeah so i yeah i i that's a Sir Matt thing, he is all over that, and and that's gonna be fantastic. I I just want to mention one thing though. So instead of like honey cakes and suckling pig and stuff like that, I would love to try an old fashioned just bowl of brown. An old, an old fashioned. Well, that too, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that too. But you know, like yeah. like a bowl of brown, dude. I mean, like, wouldn't that be? What does that taste like? A bowl of brown? I don't know. Would you <laughs> Would you try it? Would you try? Yes, it? yes, I would try it. Oh God, okay, I would too. And so, yeah, I want to, I want to see what that's like. Uh, be fantastic. But okay, um, okay. Uh, so, uh, kind of last regular question here um, from uh, Daniel. Uh, Sir Daniel Counts. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Counts. Uh, if you could have dinner with any character in a Song of Ice and Fire book, including Duncan Egg and Fire and Blood, who would it be? Oh my gosh! I just thought of it. Give me a, okay. Let me look him up real quick. Make sure I got the right name. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, dude, you just want me to go while you're looking him up? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go for so, it. So, and and then, you know, uh, Sir, Sir Robert here, uh, you know, Bobby Butler says, um, the only right answer is Tyrion. Tyrion would obviously be somebody to have an epic, oh. an epic meal with. It would, it would be great. But, um, you know, if I really had to pick somebody. Oh, boy. Somebody, I, I think I would pick somebody who isn't, like, one of, like, the main, main characters. I know, yep. I mean, like, obviously, Bears and Selmy would be great because you get tons of stories. Yeah, yeah. I would totally love to hang out with Sir Duncan the Tall. That'd be that'd be awesome. But the guy who I'd really pick is a, is a guy who I just think would be super cool. I would not want to eat at his location. I'd want to eat, like, you know, somewhere else. But um, Donald Noy. Is oh, who okay. I is who I'd go. With. I just think he's a super cool character. Yeah, he's you know he's the blacksmith. A lot of the stuff that Tyrion does in the show, giving John advice, is Donald Noy. In the books, yeah. Donald Noy is one of the guy who holds the freaking gate. Well, before Hodor held the door, <laughs> those guys held the gate. Yeah, Donald Noy's down there, and he's the guy who made Robert Baratheon's warhammer. And so I just think he's cool. I mean, obviously, Robert Brathian would also be a super cool guy to have dinner with because, you know, he'd be getting hammered. And yeah, it would be a great time. Right, right. But oh, yeah. Don Annoy, yeah. that, that'd be my pick. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Okay, so for me, um, gosh, yeah, as you were saying that, I'm just thinking through all the different characters. Like, boy, I mean, I, I like the obvious one, people would be like, oh, he's going to say, you know, like the one I was thinking of is not a major character. It literally comes from uh, the Dunkin' Egg uh, series. You know, when we first got into, like, my loving the idea of a hedge knight, mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily come from Dunk. Like, I liked it at first. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Sir Arlen, I thought was really cool. I'm like, this is this yep. is I know exactly great. what you're about to say. But uh, Sir Kyle, you know. Kyle the cat. Sir Kyle the cat of Misty Moore. I was a, you know, it was a hedge knight from Misty Moore. I, I don't know why, but I remember... When I was reading it for the first time, and I remember like I was texting you or something, and I was like, I was like, dang, dude, these hedge knights, man. Like, um, Sir Maynard wasn't even on my radar. I didn't know who the hell he was, but I was just like, Sir Kyle the Cat is just a stud, good guy, you know? Yeah. So he's a jouster who is yeah, just like, oh, I, I don't, yeah, yeah he throws, he, he doesn't, he, yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want to win the tourney. No, he's yeah. Like, then people, then people trying to be unseating me. He's like, I just want to come in second. Yep, you know, second or third. Right, <laughs> so right. he 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 lets himself lose at the end, and then bets big money against himself, so he can like keep rolling around. Well, and then he, he wants to be. Remember, they're all trying to like pledge their swords, find service, and like be a mm -hmm. sworn sword and stuff like that. It's just you get a, more of an insight into uh, you know these hedge knights and just what it was like to be a hedge knight. And when they're sharing uh, food at that first campfire, you know, right there uh, before they go to. Lord Ambrose Butterwell's, you know, place there at White Walls. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. I, Sir Kyle just seems so cool to me, and I was like, dang, I want to be, I want to, I want a cool, sick title like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that show Tormund would oh. also be somebody. It would be epic to have a meal with. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah book Tor show and book Tormund. That's a character who probably is the is the most different between show and book. Yeah. Is yeah. Torment is Torment Giants Bane. Um, all right. So Sir Ezra has a question here. Well, well, yeah, I mean, hold on here. I, I what I thought. So I teased this. I teased this. Okay. But what we what we might do is I might scratch. The, I might I might not make you answer this question. I might leave people on a major cliffhanger. OK. 
if people want no, I, more or do you want to answer it you have no i can i can answer it, and then i'll ask you the same question oh dang it dude okay so we can both answer it. Oh, just God. a fun just a fun one here yeah all right go for it so he says sir matt please describe your worst experience in high school this is where the fun begins <laughs> Shite. And so this will be this will be a good one if we ever do another one of these q a's so okay you're gonna have to help me out because i can't remember the guy's name but yeah, yeah. okay, so so all right, so just, just kind of a let's just do something fun, kind of get to get to know us a little bit better, you know, some yeah, funny, yeah. some funny storytelling here. So okay, so it's senior year, and I'm totally rocking like the long hair emo, you know, that was me. It was like 2006. I thought it was awesome. I wore like studded red belts, and you know, thought I was like the coolest thing in in the world. Um, and you know, it was just like really weird. Like senior year was just like so weird. I just remember cause like suddenly we're like, we were hanging out with all of the, like, you know, you have like your clicks and like suddenly like, it's like we're all seniors. We don't care anymore. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we have, everybody has their group. So like a group that I never ever associated myself with, which is odd because then I ended up becoming one of them ultimately years later was we called them the Nazis. Yeah. So because we have this university, Mount Vernon Nazarene University in our town, which I actually ended up going to years later, actually as went there. But we both went to Ohio State first. Right. Uh, And then um, it's like it's a great school. You know, it's it's a good school. It's just in town. But so there was like there was like this kind of like, you know, there were people that went to like Nazarene churches. Yeah. um, Growing up, so we just they were like and they were then they were all going to go to that school. So we called it we called them Nazis. And like that was fine. It was like nothing against. It was just like that's just what we called them. So yeah. but I never really that was just one group that I never really hung out with. Sure. And so um I remember uh I got approached by this guidance counselor. He was a really nice guy. Do you remember what his name is? Oh yeah, Mr. Uh Mr. Miller. Mr. Miller, yeah, because he wasn't right? my yeah. guidance counselor. Oh, Carter, no, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, yeah, yeah Mr. he Carter. wasn't my, he was not my guidance counselor. Yeah, um, but yeah. I had like had a couple conversations with him, but you know, like throughout like my four years in high school, so I didn't know that he like knew exactly who I was because I wasn't even his like wasn't even on his guidance counselor thing. <laughs> I wish I was because then I wouldn't have had to freaking take like two extra classes senior year because my guidance counselor jacked it all up. Jeez, um, yeah, it sucked, but. Well, that was really probably the worst experience having to take two extra classes uh, my yeah. senior year. But um, back to back to the story at hand. So um, like one day I'm like walking in the hall and he approaches me and he's like, hey, Matt, I kind of um, submitted you for this like panel that's going to go over to the middle school and talk to kids about abstinence. Yeah. And I was like, uh, like, uh, okay. Uh, he's like, you'll get out of class. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to get out of class. And so I'm like, what? Like first, like you, you thought of me, uh, maybe, you know, okay. Like I don't, okay. Uh, it's like really awkward. And I'm just like, I don't, uh, like I'm just in this really awkward situation. I have to like explain to like my, you know, ninth period teacher, like, uh, why I'm not going to be in class because I got to go talk to like middle schoolers about abstinence. So I get over there and I'm just like, and so I also didn't go to the middle school, which was next door. <laughs> Cause I, so like, <laughs> I don't know where any, 
I transferred in high school. So oh, like you went to that middle school as because you yeah, grew up in like yeah. the Mount Vernon school system. I went to a, a different school in kind of the same area called East Knox. And so I didn't like I didn't know where to go in the middle school. I'd been in there like three times. Right. So I'm like walking in and all of the people that are on this panel with me are like, you know, kids in that nazi clique. So I don't know them. It was like Amber Bryan and yep. uh, one of those dudes who played basketball. Matt uh, Parks, Brady Swanson. Matt Parks, yeah. Brady Swanson. Yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here. And so. um, And so then there's like these two middle schoolers that are also there. I'm like, OK, whatever. And so. They start talking, and don't get me wrong. I am, you know, I'm like, a, I uh, call, I consider myself, you know, a Christian. And wait, that's, wait, wait, that's wait. What I, that's what's. Hold on a second. Just hold on. God. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Where are you? Well, I didn't know. I just like, what made you a good candidate to go to this thing? I'm sorry. Go well, ahead, go I'm ahead. gonna get to it. And okay, I'll, I'll, good. Okay. And so, like, okay, so. Yeah, I don't know exactly why he chose me because remember, I have like long hair and I, I'm just like an emo kid. The whole deal. Right. Yeah. For some reason, he, he chooses me. And so um, we like we get up there and we start talking. And so, again, like I don't really know the people that I'm like doing this panel with very well. And so, you know, like Amber Bryant and Brady Swanson and I think Matt Parks, they all start talking and they're talking about like, well, you know, like. And again, this is small town, Ohio, in like the middle of 2000s, like very conservative area. Um, and so they start talking about like, well, you know, like our religious upbringing and and all that's fine. I'm 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 all fine with that. Yeah. yeah. So okay. they get going, and the only thing I can think of to say is like, uh, I don't know because I don't have a girlfriend. Like, and so. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, I was like, uh, and <sighs> so I like kind of said that as a joke which did not get received very well and it was like super awkward and (laughs) hold on it it gets more awkward it's really what's what happens after i speak is where it gets like so awkward and so uncomfortable yeah yeah so like i said that as a joke like nobody really laughed it was just like really awkward the teachers like looking at me with like these like red like fire eyes all of the nas kids are looking at me like i cannot believe you just (laughs) said that and so you know and then i was just kind of like well uh, i don't know it's just not really you know i kind of like fumble around and i say like okay i guess um you know, like we go, we we all hang out together, which is not something we need to do. Whatever, I don't yeah. want to ruin my, li- I don't want to ruin my life, and, you know, right. and have I, I I say that too. So that's kind of how I end. I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to really like you know like ruin my life by having a kid in high school. Uh, you know, uh, like that would drastically change. So there's these two middle schoolers next to me, and it's a guy and a girl. Oh god! So I've already botched it by joking and saying, uh, you know, like I can't get a girlfriend, and then. I botch it again by saying I don't want to ruin my life by having a kid in high school. So the two kids next to me, a guy and a girl, are middle schoolers, and they start talking about how she's 15 and they've already had a kid and it's changed their life. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Wow. What did I just 
say. So it was really uncomfortable. And I was like, yep, yep, yeah. All kinds, all kinds of bad, man. Just not a great moment. Uh, You know, you just try to, sometimes you uh, make a joke trying to uh, light up the room and it doesn't really happen. Does not. Yeah, dude. That's the thing. You're a jokester. So like none of them really. You know, you, they don't hang out they with don't you, so they don't it. know you're just joking, but, uh Yeah. And wow. so, yeah, anyway, those, those like, 15-year-old kids who had already had a kid, and I was, like, literally, that's how I ended. I was like, I, I just don't want to ruin my life by having a kid in high school. Right. Dude, and, that's insane. That is that. insane. I like, like I've never heard that mean, story, hey, by the way. If you do have a kid in high school, it doesn't necessarily ruin your life. Uh, yep, it's, definitely life cha- yep. it's definitely life-changing. It's definitely life-changing, um, you uh-huh. know, so, but... Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 not good, man. It that was, was a young Matt Brady who was <laughs> yeah. just shooting from the hip. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we were, we didn't, we didn't know anything back then, dude. We weren't. I still like, don't know anything. Oh gosh, we just said whatever. That was that's. I wish I could have been there to see it, like just to watch you, just like. <laughs> well, the whole situation. Well, the, I mean, the whole freaking situation was awkward. It's like, first of all, why did a guidance counselor who was not my guidance counselor choose me, like, yeah. to go speak at this event with a bunch of kids I don't know? And did, yeah, it was did weird. like I think. Did Amber have a crush on you or something? And she like, oh no, I yeah. There's no, there's no way. You, I, we'll have to add, Amber. Shout out to you. I know you listen, mm-hmm. so we'll have to check that out later. Yeah. Wow. Guys, that was – we should have ended on that one. That was good. Yeah. Well, now That's, you have to share your – what's your what was your worst experience in high school? Well, well, mine, I mean, it's, it's kind of bland. It's it's like it involves – it involves Matt. I mean, it's – it's uh, I mean, for, it, was a, it was a bad experience for me. It wasn't necessarily a bad experience for you. You had a great time. Um, okay. Was, let's, let's stop. Let's, let's just – no, 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 I, I, no, 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 I, I, you, th- oh, 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 <laughs> not that now one. Now we have to save that story for, for later. That, that yeah. Be. Yeah. Not that one. No. Th- you, you remember Mansfield? Mansfield. Remember? Oh yeah. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. So, so for you, no this problem. Is, this is, this is hilarious. This is a hilarious story. Like no problem. So like I, okay. I, I worked at Hardee's. All right. You know, it is what it is. Um, I was the cook, man. I, I had my backwards hey, hat. It was high school, high school job, man. Yeah, I, I had my shirt untucked. It was fantastic. I loved it. I actually had so much. I love my managers. It was so cool. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was work. I worked like four to to eleven or close or whatever, like every night. So, you know, teachers, freaking teachers, man, decide to schedule all these tests and quizzes on a Friday, all on the same day. Right? I'm a pretty good student, so. I'd never done anything like this before. Was this junior or senior year? <laughs> I think it was this junior year. If it it's sophomore year, to be I honest, we could drive because I, I know because I think you got because if you got a car because you're you're like a year you're a year older than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was I dude. It might have been be, like right after. Well, you're six. You're like six months older than me. So yeah, where you came in. So because I it may it may have been the second half of sophomore year. I think oh, it was. It I think been. it was. I think it was. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, it might. I don't know. I, I have a feeling we were in chess club still, and that was going on. No, hold on. It was actually no chess club hadn't happened yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember this. It was because my here's part of the story is I had to give my keys 
to my sister and she uh, and and I you know she, <laughs> I, I, hold on I'll get to it I'll tell you when it happens <laughs> yeah so I like leave Hardy's that night after close and I'm like I'm like looking at my agenda book and I'm like there's no way I'm gonna fail every single one of these quizzes I've just been working I picked up shifts like people were calling off you know I was I was in there so I call Matt and I'm like dude like want to play hooky tomorrow like just want to like take off and you were down. I mean, you were down. You're like, yeah, yeah obviously. I was like, oh, yeah, sign yeah, me sure. up. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. I was like, I was like, dude, let's just roll up to Mansfield. Like, let's just hit a buffet. Let's just get some food. Let's just like go crazy. And I was like, you know, no big deal. I'll just call in sick tomorrow. You know, I'll call in sick. Dumbest thing I ever did in my life <laughs> is think that I could imitate my dad and be Mr. Kirk. Uh, it's so dumb. I actually remember I called from your house. I think I so- called. Yeah. Okay. I didn't call it. I was just like, whatever. They're they're, they're, no, they're yeah. not going to say anything. No one's going to care. Right. So as from my house is as as comes over, you know, he drives <laughs> over, and he's. I'm like, don't call the school. You're like, dude, I got to call. I got. I got. I got to call. Okay. Like otherwise <laughs> so they're dumb. gonna. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise they're gonna think. I'm like, no, they're not, dude. I was like, people skip. Like people don't show up, and then you just whatever. You just show up and you say you're sick, and then whatever they right. give you a thing. Yeah. So, plus you and I like never missed school. Like yeah, right. I missed, I missed, I missed like, I had like one doctor. So my entire freshman year, I only missed school like once. I had like perfect attendance for all the things. And I had like a, a doctor's appointment. So I still had, I had perfect attendance the whole year. So the lady knew me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause she knew, and knew I was never really sick. Right. And right. so, cause she gave me the benefit of a doubt one day. Cause coming from Ohio uh, in any of those areas around the first day of deer season, like suddenly everyone's sick. Yeah, and yeah. I don't hunt, and so I happened to one day be sick on that day, and so the lady was like, the lady didn't even question me. She's like, I know you were sick, like you know, yeah, so, so whatever, because <laughs> you you wouldn't miss. And I was like, yeah. So, um, I don't remember her name, but yeah. So, Ez is so worried about like getting in trouble and the lady <laughs> calling his dad that. He like so I got a call. So he like is on my, you know, old dial phone, calls the school and is like, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Mr. <laughs> He's like, this is Mr. Kirk and uh, Ezra's going to be out today. And yeah. <laughs> it's like the most awkward thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and so we end up that was it. And so then we end up going. Yeah. To Mansfield, Ohio, which is a short drive from Mount Vernon, where we're from, and we like went to the mall and we're like walking around and whatever. And then I'm trying to remember exactly what happened after oh, that, dude, I'll t- dude. I think you got a call from your mom. Yeah, yes, I yeah. did. <laughs> yes, I did. No, oh, oh, no, no. Remember what it was? I was going. Uh, I wanted to meet that Julie girl. Let's leave her last name out. Yeah, but I wanted to meet Julie. And I was like, I was like, cool. We'll just like, we'll skip school, and then after school, like I'll run over there to her school. She went to a different school, and I, I we'd hang out. Uh, she gives me a call, like saying, I guess I had left her number out or something. Remember that whole bizarre situation? Anyways, somehow yeah, I get a call really, but yes. from my mother, and she's just like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like she called and called and like I think it was to the point where like Julie had told me like hey your mother's like calling me like I don't know oh, how she god. got my number and I'm like oh my god like oh this is embarrassing so then I'm like I, I was like she all I said was like she's like where are you I was like I'm out 
And she's like, who are you with? I was like, I think I said Matt. I'm pretty sure I said Matt. You did. You did. And you totally did. Yeah, you I totally did. did. Yeah. Your mom did and not then, give me a good look uh, A good luck the next time I came over. <laughs> I'll no, say that. No, I know. So <clears throat> then uh, she was like, she's like, you're coming home right now. And I was like, yep, on my way. And just like hung up the phone. <laughs> and I got home. I remember I dropped you off. I was like, well, you know, you were good. You're in the clear. Matt's in the clear. It's fine. Yeah. So I, I roll back, and I literally just remember walking in the back door, and I just dropped my keys off. I took my wallet out, laid my license out there, walked in, sat down on the couch. And, um, you know, I was sitting there for a second, and my mom's like, what are you doing? I was like, um, I'm just turning all my stuff over. I'm figuring I'm grounded, you know. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, get your keys, get your license, get your stuff, and get in the car. And I was like, oh, my, you know, I'm like, what, mom? What? You know, and she's like, if they, she goes, uh, what, how did she put it? She, something like, she's like, they called me at work. I had to leave work oh, for you. Shit, and I was like, oh, man. God. So then she's like, get in the car. First place we went, Hardee's. She was, and she walked in front of all my friends and employees in there, like school. Uh, school had not ended yet, actually. So there was like a couple right. of older guys who were in college, you know, and the manager and stuff like that. School's still in session, dude. We got caught midday, and I go in there, and they talk to the manager. No, let's rephrase that. You I got, got caught midday. I got caught. I got caught. So I go in there, and she tells my manager, like, nope, you're cutting his hours down here. He's supposed to be out of here at 9 o'clock. End of story. Donezo. And I'm like, okay. And, oh, and basically, damn. my mom was like, if that's not okay, then he quits. And I was damn. like, wow. Wow. So then I roll in to... Um, they send me into the school and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So we go in the school. My mom sits down in the office. She says she wants to speak to the principal. The principal didn't even call my mother. Didn't even want to speak to my mother. You know, it's just like, okay, he's going to get his attention. Probably didn't care. Probably didn't care. They didn't care. My mom sits down though. And she's just like, I want to speak to the principal and principal brings us back there. And I sit down in front of, uh, Kathy, uh, Kaiser. Is her name? Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, um, just remember Kathy. I don't know why we called her principal by her first name, but we did. <laughs> so no, we had we, were, we had we had some struggles with that lady. We were jerks. We were jerks. Let's be honest. Um, and, and so I go back in there, and she's just like, "Tell her what you did." And I'm like, "Golly!" And then she kind of already knew, so we go through the whole thing. She's like, "All right, well, it was Friday. There was a basketball game that night. Remember, like the Hive, yep. man. We had to be in the mm -hmm. Hive." And she was like, "So you have Friday which was, school, which is like our student section. We were we were yeah, we were yeah. all about it." Yeah, so I had Friday school. I had to go to Friday school, and I had to go from, like, 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And, <clears throat> yeah, and I, it was that day. She's like, you can serve it today or next Friday. I was like, I'll just get it over with. And um, I still had my keys and everything on me, and Mom's like, hand them over. And so in front of the principal, she takes my license, takes all my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the best part about this story, when I tell it with my sister, in the morning, I actually had to drop my – so I left my house normal, and I dropped my sister off at school. And I sat in the parking lot. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's like, whatever. And like shuts the door and like walks away. Right. And then so they actually came when they couldn't find me. When the attendance lady like figured out it was me. She comes to, they call my sister down to the office and they ask her where I was at, what was going on. And then they called my dad, woke him up, you know. Oh, that's right. The day of the day. Yeah. The, the day of. Yeah. Your the sister goes in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Because then I, I, when I get out of uh, the principal's office, she's like, "Well, you still have two classes. You need to get your classes." And one of them was a class I had a quiz in. I was like, "Gee, many Christmas!" So I go in and I take the quiz. But in between that last last period, I see my sister in the hallway, and she's like, um, 
She's like, what happened? And I was like, nothing. She's like, where's the keys? And I just had this huge <laughs> grin on my face. I was like, mom's got them. <laughs> I was like, you got to ride the bus home. She's like, are you riding the bus? I was like, I'm staying here till six. I got a Friday school, you know? And it was just so dumb. I remember like walking into like, see, see the guys at the hive and they're just like, dude, what happened, man? Like you were called to the office like twice. Your sister's called down. Like, all because I called into the stupid attendance lady. I told you, know? you not to, man. I specifically said they I will not care. I and know. I remember. Here, okay, here's my side of the story. Ez drops me off, and that was it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. My that's my mom it. and my dad. Not my mom and my dad would not only have not have known. They really wouldn't have cared. No. No. And I can't even remember if they found out or not. I maybe even told them. Hey, whatever. Like right. Yeah. You know. Um yeah. and. Then, like, I walked in Monday to school thinking, I'm like, oh, oh man, I might be in trouble. It's like, as es- might have ratted me out. You're like, <laughs> and oh, then the late, then the late, the, 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 you know, attendance, attendance lady didn't yeah. say anything. She didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I know. She loved you. And none she of my me. teachers, none of my teachers said anything. I was yeah. like, ah, I'm, I'm free, man. I'm, 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 I'm skating free. Yeah, I told the next time I come over to your house, and your mom did give me some. She gave me some flack. Then. Oh, but your yeah. mom, but your mom, your, your mom liked me, so it was. Oh, good, she did. So. Yeah, she she loved she loved yeah. Matt. You know, the funny thing was, mom's big thing. We got yelled at one other time, and I don't know if you remember this. It was the night that we were all over we at were, my house. Yeah, we were there, and like, we really woke my night. mom up to ask if we could stay out past two o'clock, <laughs> and she stayed up. She stayed up with us until about four o'clock in the morning oh, and, was... and sat in the living room and said, don't you boys ever wake me up at two o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, my God. I just left. I remember I left you, Drew, Ryan, like everybody in the living room. I just went in the kitchen and sat that down. Day, that day. Yeah, that day was that 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 was awkward. I can't remember why we asked her. Well, I was again, an idiot. No. Again, I think it was another situation. I was like, no, dude, I think we'll be fine. He's like, oh, I got to tell my mom. No, I got to tell my mom. I was like, Ez, no, dude, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, I got to tell my mom. And I was like, okay. like, Dude, from that day forward, my mom was like, leave me a note. Be back before the sun rises. I don't care, but I need a note for when I get up in the morning. I'm like, all right, wow. Yeah. Oh, hey, and I'll crazy. say this. I'll say this. We did end up staying the night at Ez's house. And when I – and when we – and when – like I woke up as per usual anytime we were ever at Ezra's house. Like it didn't matter how many of us were staying oh, yeah. over. It's so, like we'd wake up and there'd be like in the oh. um, like a plethora of food oh, I know. would be made. It'd be like pancakes, eggs, eggs the whole bacon. I mean the whole deal. I know. It's like man. even after um <laughs> even after we you, you know you <laughs> not did. we you woke your mom up at 2 a.m in the morning so yeah I, yeah i woke her out of a dead sleep i remember being in the bedroom in there like it's dark and she was like <laughs> she's like what <laughs> i was like well, i just want to know if i can stay out we're going out we're going somewhere it's matt drew and i is it cool if i stay out you know and she's like are you what time is it you know just like and i'm like oh crap oh no she's she's actually waking up She's waking up. Oh, no. I just wanted her to murmur like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. Crazy. Oh, All, right. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. So uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of off the cuff, kind of 
you know, behind the behind the scenes a little bit, and just kind of a fun Q and A. We've just we've been wanting to do for a while. And you guys have been asking for it, so yeah. Trust me, Sir Ezra and I have tons more uh, absurd stories. Too to many. I mean, they're they're like hedge night tales. You know? Oh, dude, yeah, like adventures, man. Yeah. Adventures, yeah. So, so, all right, yeah. Well, um, friends, yeah, we'll do another one in the future, but um, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, again, uh, we just appreciate you guys, appreciate all the support. And uh, if you got more questions, somebody fire that thread up here in a couple months, and we'll, we'll answer those uh, next time, okay? Perfect. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned. We have more uh, content coming. And as always, remember that winter is coming.